0: Hey, everybody. Uh, sorry for the delay in getting these out to you. We had a bit of technical difficulties over here at Canceled Studios. We did actually lose a little bit of this current episode. Uh, hopefully, it's not too jarring, but there will be a moment that you'll notice where we do jump ahead a bit. Uh, that being said, uh, thank you for listening and enjoy. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff
1: together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam.
0: Welcome to Cancelled, episode, Fuck If I Know. We are up to... Get it right! (laughs) That's Jake Flores. We're at sessions 17 through 20 of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, We've been marathoning these all week, and this run was... uh, Particularly good in some ways, and then there are a couple that I'm like, I don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one in here that might be my favorite episode so far of the show. Okay. Uh, but then there's a couple where I'm like, ah, I don't know. We'll get into uh, it. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, but this with, is
1: kind of my favorite stretch. Okay. I, there's some cool shit after this. but uh, uh, Oh, yeah, I want to mention real quick... Uh, you can watch these on YouTube. I don't know if we...
0: Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I think we mentioned this. You can watch them on YouTube. If you Google... If you YouTube search Cowboy Bebop and, like, the, like episode one, like episode the number two or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. They're, when, I, the, when I tried to watch it on YouTube, they are like... It was, like, sped up weird or something. There's trends. this
1: thing right now where if you try to, like... If you try to pirate shit onto YouTube, a lot of times, for some reason, the way they're getting away with it is by speeding up the voices or slowing them down. I don't know what the legality mm-hmm. is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's... There's normal dubbed ones, too. We can find them. Uh, right. There's one that's just the name and then the episode
0: number or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you can it. torrent it like a normal person. Don't Tor- do that. It's bad. It's bad for the economy. It's bad for babies uh, and puppies and shit. Yeah. If you torrent stuff. So don't do that. Yeah. It's- Wink. Wink. Uh, session 17. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Mushroom Samba. Ah, yeah. uh,
1: This is an episode about fucking doing mushrooms. It 100%
0: which- is. Uh, One, it's, a, it's an Ed episode. Yeah, I like that. It's also which a... I like. I was very happy. Like You heard me in the last episode kind of complaining I haven't given Ed enough to do. Yeah. She so has a lot to do in this episode. Some of which makes her a psychopath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll get to it in a minute. But it opens with, some, with maybe my favorite little bit of sort of plot point in the whole run of this show. This isn't my favorite episode. That's coming later. But this point I fucking love. That they finally just fucking ran out of everything. Yeah, they're, they're out, out of <laughs> fuel. They haven't eaten in two days. This horseshit <laughs> lifestyle they've been living yeah. is fucking not working out. Uh,. They're just literally starving. <laughs> they had one last thing of rations <laughs> that one of them ate, and they're trying to figure out who ate it. Right. I immediately, I was, as soon as it happens, I was like, oh, Faye ate it. Like, I didn't oh, even, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even a debate. And, and all, 100% was that. that they're is, all
1: accusing each other of it and like dodging the accusations should, in their yeah, own yeah. personalized way or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And And at one point, they look at the dog, and they think about eating Ayn and yeah, shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, Spike says, like, even Ayn, even you're looking good enough to eat. And uh, Faye's like, I bet he's thinking the same thing about you. Uh, at one point, Ed's like, Oh, I'm so hungry. And Faye's like, Oh, maybe you ate the rations and are just pretending to be hungry to. To, to cover your tracks or whatever. Yeah. But we find out that the rations were way out of date. And then we find this out because Faye, like, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God, my stomach. It yeah. runs off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course Faye ate them. She's a monster. There's a point I wrote down at one point where I'm like, you just have to fucking tell her to fuck off at some point. Uh, <laughs> she just keeps fucking you over, over and over again.
1: But it's uh, for she's got a good origin. She didn't want to be that person.
0: I do at some point. Like, I, look, I'll take you in. As much as I can, but at some point you're a you're a fucking liability.
1: I know, but that's like why this show is so good because it's
0: like fuck. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: those people are real and they're in your life and you can't get rid of them. Um,
0: yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's called kick rocks, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like that they ran out of everything. They're out of fuel. They're trying to like coast to the next planet where they can get some stuff. Yeah. Um, which is when they have a hit and run. Right. They get hit.
1: Um... I wanted to mention for a minute, uh, Faye, when she gets sick, she has to run out to the bathroom. There's a lot of characters taking shits in these episodes. <laughs> uh, when Faye was telling that story to Ian, it's revealed that Spike walked out of the door in that last yeah, yeah, in that yeah, episode, yeah. Uh, uh, Funny Valentine. He just walks outside and flushes the toilet. So we're getting too personal with these characters.
0: <laughs> but um, I like it. Yeah. It's also a thing of like, that's a major like nerdy, smart not smart, but just like nerdy, bitchy complaint about sci-fi. And I was like, why doesn't anyone ever use the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Well, they fucking do in this show. <laughs> so quit <laughs> yeah. your bitching.
1: Yeah. Okay, so they get hit and run. And uh, then they start arguing about uh, like, where they crash land on Europa? They crash
0: land on, on whatever the fuck planet that is. I have a hard yeah. time telling planets. planet
1: Yeah, a lot of times I don't even think to look them up. Uh, I, this is Europa, according to these notes. Which is one of the moons got... on Jupiter, right? Uh-huh, Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes it's like unspecified and weird. Remember the episode with the, the immortal devil kid? Yeah, yeah. You can see the Chrysler building in that episode. <laughs> does make any fucking sense. Um, and, and I looked up that one because I was furious over the Chrysler building thing. Right. There's no explanation. They don't yeah, know yeah, they yeah. This is Europa, and Europa's a desert planet. And, uh, and then it immediately cuts to uh, this sign. This like outpost. It just says uh, Western World Development Tract eighty two seventy one is yeah. directly. Oh, oh uh, that's what it says. This is directly lifted from this weird philosophy book by Richard Rorty called Philosophy and Social Hope. Weird.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about that.
1: Um,
0: what? What is? Do you know what that philosophy? What that philosophy is? No, nah, I didn't look into it. Fair enough. Uh, 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 the uh, so Ed's out looking for. So Jet's like, why don't you go look for food, Ed? Yeah. Uh, By the way, the the music that plays while Ed's looking for food sounds like the interstitial music from a different world. Like it's just like '90s nerd, like nice hip hop. You know what I mean? Like it's like '90s, like yeah. And that that.
1: is because Japan does not have an understanding of hip hop. They don't know who notorious big looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so they make him a fat italian man.
1: But this episode is a black exploitation episode. Yes, and, it is. We'll see in and a minute. It kind it's,
0: of annoys me it's, how fucking blackified these it, characters' voices are. I don't mind them doing a black exploitation episode. That's a per- it's a perfectly valid genre to incorporate into a show that's just a mashup of genres. Yeah. fine. But the second a black character talks, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because they're all just like, hey, ain't you that motherfucker who told me that mushrooms? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. god damn. Uh,
1: that, <laughs> that mushroom looks like Ngayo Bilem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Could knock it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, he mushrooms. does. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. You but, should also look up Ngayo Bilem's hilarious comic. That fucking looks exactly like him.
1: But um, <laughs> the, the most
0: uh, racial... Like a fun. fat Ngayo Bilem. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and into mushrooms instead of weed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, well, I, I have a feeling Guy sure. probably into mushrooms too. Sure.
1: The most racially weird thing about this is that uh, Ian and Ed, or they go off on an adventure together uh, looking for food and they eventually come upon a oh. watermelon stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy selling watermelons and that's when he runs into this 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 female black yeah, character yeah, yeah, yeah. that is there to buy a watermelon, and well, she's
0: there to get information, and she's using that like she's like, hey, have you seen this guy, if you find him, call me because I'm looking for him. Yeah, and I'll I'll take what keep the change, and he takes a thousand dollar watermelon from this guy.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't I couldn't like. It's just, just, just separated enough. The watermelon
0: thing, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. Like, oh, this okay, is a directly just, racial reference, but right? Like, but what it the also, f- why is this? It's why is there a watermelon stand it's on just, a desert planet? You know, it doesn't grow in deserts. Watermelon, yeah, yeah. Well, that uh, that would be why it was a ten thousand dollar watermelon. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah,
1: what the fuck, Japan? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed sneaks into her car. Like, mm-hmm. in the trunk of her car. Yeah. Uh, she drives into town where the cops stop her. She's like, oh, I'm a bounty hunter. I'm also looking for this mushroom guy. Because the cops were looking for the mushroom guy as well. Yeah. Uh, the cops go, oh, you got to check your trunk. She's like, fine. They open the trunk. Ed and I are in there. The cops arrest her. Right. And, like, Ed just leaves. That's what it's hilarious to me is, like, <laughs> the cops like, oh, you have a kid in your trunk. You're under arrest. I have no concern for the kid at that point whatsoever. Because the kids and the dog just take off. You're like, oh, whatever. All right.
1: <laughs> well, they're cops. They're you know,
0: yeah, yeah they're yeah,
1: racist. Yeah. And yeah. They're,
0: they have a black woman
1: to take care of. Fair enough. Uh, so the black woman is uh, her name is Coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah, so which, which is, uh, is Pam, Pam Greer Greer's from famous Coffee.
1: Yeah, the yeah. old Black exploitation movie Coffee. Tagline to that movie Coffee. She'll cream you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that's also, great. when they open that uh, that fucking uh, trunk and right. find Ed Nine in there, it's directly fucking uh, Pulp Fiction. The opening, of the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah a shot yeah, for yeah. shot thing. I found on a website. Right on. Um. Yeah. So then that goes down, and uh, what's going on? This this cops like interrogating coffee and shit. Well,
0: yeah, that's happening. Ayn and Ed are walking around now. Still, they run into the mushroom guy. Ayn
1: is uh, rolling everywhere and like walking on her hands and shit.
0: Uh, at one point, <laughs> so they they go they find the mushroom like they see the the mushroom guy. They run into him. Yeah. Uh, and then this other guy shows up, another black guy, who right. apparently wants revenge on the mushroom-selling guy because his brother ate one of his mushrooms and is like, laughed until his intestines twisted to death. Right, which is an urban legend. That can't happen. <laughs> of course it can't happen. Um, <laughs> um, that
1: guy's name is Shaft, by the way. The yeah, 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 yeah. Brothers. yeah Shaft brothers.
0: Uh, he's dragging a coffin behind him, right. which I like. That gag makes me laugh so hard because he's dragging his coffin behind him. And he's like, <laughs> you know why I dragged this coffin behind me? To fill with your corpse. And the second he says it, this truck just smashes the coffin <laughs> to Fucking bits, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Oh man!" Like he's been—you just know—he's been dragging that coffin around for like two years trying right. to find this guy. And it's really committed to that bit. That's a—it's really, a reference to Django. It's
1: a really unique joke, and that it's a Django reference. It's like Western black exploitation comedy, yeah, yeah, all yeah. happening at the same fucking time. But yeah, that's that's a, totally what that was. Um, yeah, that
0: gag just—I—I I, I laughed out loud <laughs> at that gag. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so so Ed is listening to all this, right? Uh huh. And she hear what she hears is this guy say, "You gave brother, you gave br- mushrooms to my brother, and they killed him. You sell poisoned mushrooms." Ed's reaction to this is to take some of these mushrooms. And feed them to the rest of the crew of the Bebop.
1: Oh, yeah. In, like, a trap.
0: And, like, like, a tra- like, she just, like, hides and she leaves one mushroom out on the table and waits for someone to walk past it. And whoever walks past it is going to eat it because they're all starving for whatever reason. Yeah. They're all starving because they're out of food. But, like, the only thing you know about these mushrooms is that they might kill someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you immediately feed them to your only friends. Oh, yeah. You're a fucking psychopath. That is literally... Chaos. Like yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody else is like, you could probably break all these characters down to that like Dungeons and Dragons morality scale thing. Yeah, uh Ed is chaotic, chaotic or whatever. Like, yeah. I think that's like kind of what this episode is about. I really like that uh, when you see them all grab the mushrooms because they all justify it in a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very personal to their character. <laughs>
0: Jets was my favorite because yeah. this was like, oh, there's a mushroom here. That can't just be a mushroom here. So, it has to be fine for me to eat it, because it can't <laughs> even be here in the first place. That's his explanation <laughs> yeah. for why he steals this little piece of food that's left.
1: Yeah, and then, um, like, Faye has some Faye bullshit, and then Spike pickpockets even though he's not around anymore. Yeah, 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 Has to make it a fucking weird sleight-of-hand thing or whatever. Um, and then they all trip balls.
0: Yeah, uh, they all trip fucking balls. Uh, I think my favorite trip is uh, Jet, not Jet, Spike. The spike's like walking up these stairs, and then he looks up, and the stairs just go on forever and ever and ever and ever like fucking a mile long stairs. to so this one light at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And then when it, it's revealed, it's, he's just on like a, a four foot step ladder. He's just, and he's just stepping on the same step yeah. over and over <laughs> and over. And he's just fucking that really made me laugh. Uh, Spy, Jet is talking to his uh, bonsai trees about the meaning of life. Uh, and Faye is like trapped in the bathroom.
1: She's stuck in the bathroom, which is uh, that happens in train spotting. So yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's a similar thing. Um, it also happens in It's Always Sunny Vildo. Yeah, sure, that's, that's
0: the not. To be a, way after this. That's also yeah, yeah. just a
1: reference to being trapped in the bathroom in real life on mushrooms, which is sure. a thing that happens or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like yeah when she's in the bathroom it, it fucking just fills up with water in her mind it yeah turns yeah so she's like ocean. swimming and swimming
0: and swimming and there's this
1: real fun thing that happens where we get like the show shows you their hallucination and then it backs out and shows you what's happening in real yeah, life yeah. where she's just waving her arms like she's swimming or whatever yeah. uh, also Ayn eats the mushrooms and-
0: Ayn eats the mushrooms and, <laughs> and then bounces away like <laughs> yeah. but like like she's filled with helium like the dog is just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Boing, boing, like it's fucking great uh, but then there's a moment where Jet's like or, or Jet's talking to him and she goes so that's the meaning of life talking to the mushroom, to the bonsai tree he's like that's the meaning of life so obvious wait who am I and then Ed's watching this and I goes I guess the mushrooms aren't good for eating Yeah, no they're fucking awesome for eating yeah. She just found the meaning of life yeah. it's fine
1: I think I identified most with uh, Jet's trip, because I'll tend to ramble like that, but it, it was really funny that they don't show you what he's seeing at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they
1: show you the other two. Right. We just see him seeing him the way you see a person on mushrooms, uh, and then when he fucking wakes up, he's just got like lipstick all over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing the meaning of life or whatever.
0: Um, so Ed figures out that this mushroom guy is a bounty. I think there's a Big Shots episode shows up. Yeah. Um so she goes to chase after this chase after him for the bounty. She's like, "With bounty, we can get food." Uh, and there's a pretty cool chase. He's like driving away on this like train. There's like a track and everything. Of course, and it's western. Then, we
1: gotta do a train episode. Or something, uh,
0: right? And the uh, the black chick shows up behind, like in a car, and she's chasing after it. Um, Ed is on like a scooter that I don't know where she got it from, but she's on the scooter. She rides up behind the black chick's car, jumps up like on her head onto the train. At one point, she—I forget—we actually missed one part that kind of starts this chase. Is she? She comes up on the black guy, uh, the mushroom guy, and she's like. She pulls out these two guns that she's made. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking Ed's ha- probably made some badass lasers yeah, yeah. or something. It's just stinky gas. She
1: yells stinky gas. And yeah, sti-
0: it's not even poison. It's, it's stinks. just stinks. And you're in a confined space with the guy, so she's also <laughs> overcome with stinky <laughs> gas. Yeah, yeah. It's just like there was a moment where I was like, oh, Ed's a genius. She probably made some cool shit. Right. Then you realize, no, Ed's also a fucking lunatic.
1: Ed's a crazy genius. And there's yeah, a yeah. quote I wrote down. I can't, I didn't watch. I have time to rewatch the episode. I can't remember who says it to who. Somebody goes. You've got to quit all that giving-a-damn business, and that is the genius of Ed.
0: Yeah.
1: Fearless character.
0: Yeah, it doesn't care. Doesn't about, yeah, give yeah.
1: a shit about anything, never has any concern for her own life, even being around all these bullets and shit, and yeah. that's why she succeeds in this episode. Right. Because p- the sneaky gas thing oddly kind of works, just well, the whole... Tra- well, weird- it
0: makes, like, chases him out, so that that kind of begins to chase.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, yeah it's it's like not a the plot doesn't make sense semantically it's just that this insanity of this character being thrown in the situation right. ends with something kind
0: of working yeah 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 uh the shaft brother shows up but she he the shaft brother crashes into the black chick's car and that causes that car to it's like a like a hover car yeah to crash as well and I'm like. I'm pretty sure they're dead. Like, the car flips. They go flying out of the car. The car explodes. You see them, like, laying on top of each other. But, like, they're <laughs> paralyzed at least. Like, that was a massive accident. Uh, Ed lands on top of the mushroom guy and is like, You're coming me. I got gotcha. you. Ha, ha, ha. I'm Ed. Uh, and the guy convinces her to, like, These mushrooms are worth $100,000. dollars on a piece. Uh, just take these and let me go. And it's actually a very funny moment because he says to, him, like, Uh, like, uh, he hands it a bag of mushrooms, like, take these, they're worth $100,000, you know, more than I'm, my bounty's worth or whatever. And she's like, I don't know what's worth more. And he's like, You don't know what's worth more? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> like she's just like she's a fucking just a lunatic he's like no clue what's happening she's like the joker
1: yeah 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 she's just crazy (laughs) and laughing (laughs) all the fucking
0: time if i was that guy i'd be terrified (laughs) of that fucking crazy girl (laughs) um she
1: doesn't know which ones are worth more and so she eventually just goes "Ah, all right whatever i'll take the mushrooms and then it turns out the mushrooms she gets back
0: yeah the she gets back and it turns like this cop shows up and they're all terrified like they're all freaking out because like they all think they're illegal mushrooms. He tests them; they're just shiitake mushrooms. Right. There's it, nothing wrong. With the
1: that. cop shows up and he's lurking around. And Faye and Jed are like, "We don't have any mushrooms." We're what are you talking about? And Ed's like,
0: "I know, I got mushrooms." And they have to yeah. like cover <laughs> her
1: mouth. And then, still tripping, Spike just walks out with a bag, bag of mushrooms, of like hands
0: it to the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: just still freaking out. Um,
0: yeah, and then they turn out they're shiitake mushrooms. Uh, and it ends with them like, "All right, dinner time." We've got mushroom salad, mushroom fricassee, mushroom stew, and mushrooms on ice. Yeah, it's the last we were, dish. I was like, "You're not even trying, man." Yeah. Um, How about just mushrooms? Like, I'd rather just eat mushrooms instead of having them with ice. Right.
1: And they're all like bummed out about it. And the thing is, Ed didn't get.
0: And also, Ed's not bummed out. Just eating a giant pile of oh, mushrooms yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Dogs. Ed is continuing to not care
1: one bit. <laughs> the, uh, the ein is happy too. Dogs a dog. Give a shit. Eat mushrooms forever. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so that's kind of interesting because, like, uh, you know, I didn't get like the bounty, but yeah, she, she did got save their lives. Essentially. Yeah, they have food now. Yeah, 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 yeah and they're still they're still not happy with it, which is very you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I hate these fucking characters
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're never happy. You're watching the show and you're like, just be happy that you have the fucking mushrooms. You know how many ta- days I would have wished I had some fucking mushrooms to throw on my like. Pile of rice or the onion that I roasted and ate that day because uh-huh. that's all the food I had. Like
1: and, and on ice, like you do, like yeah. you do.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: one thing I wanted to g- get back to uh, before we get to the end of this episode is sure. um, uh, the, uh, the, the the shaft guy, the guy with the coffin, yeah. is eating at a diner called Moby Dick, and Moby Dick itself is kind of a reference to the Django dragging a coffin thing because of the line "You've got to quit all that giving a damn business." It's going to get you killed because right? like Moby Dick is a story about a guy giving a damn too fucking much.
0: Right, like, right, the whole right, right, problem right, is right.
1: Obsessed with this fucking thing. So that's like a big thematic thing of the episode. It's like uh, like the the reason Ed is the hero of this story, because she doesn't have the problem that everyone else in the fucking story has where they fucking are obsessed with shit.
0: Something, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have something that they're obsessed with. They
1: all have a fucking with. white whale, you know. They all have like vicious or whatever, you know. Um, so I thought that was re- really cool and like subtle. Um,
0: and I want to say this. Uh, I've been sort of disappointed with the action sequences of late in these shows. Sure. They kind of start being very he- – like the ep- the show starts with the action sequences being very like fight and gunshot heavy, and they sort of change into being more chase heavy. It's a lot of spaceship battles and yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's the same in this it's basically just the action sequence in this is a big chase but i thought it was fucking great i thought i really liked the way the like the it looks good there's like real stakes for me because a lot of the times it's spike in these chases and like Spike's gonna be fine. Like, right. there's, like, there's, there's it, almost never a, a villain or anything that's gonna really be a concern for Spike. But this, it's Ayn and Ed, and I'm like, they're just running on top of this train while shit's <laughs> blowing up. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck, this is like, there's real stakes here. So I, I really did enjoy the, the action of this episode.
1: I like that. I also like that the reality of this episode was super bendy. Uh, at one point, Ayn talks to a cow.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the train thing stops, stops because there's a cow on the tracks. cow on the
1: tracks, and then Ayn walks up to the cow and in, in like animal speak goes, "Hey, thanks, and yeah, like, no problem." Which is like that doesn't happen at all in the rest of the series at all. You know, that's like just a weird thing they threw in, but the show just doesn't give a fuck. Right, uh, right, right.
0: Yeah, f- yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. There's a lot of that of the show just kind of having its moment, and this is what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Um. All right.
0: Well, that takes us into session 18. Speak Like a Child. Um, I don't know that song. I think it's a song. It
1: might actually might be a song from the actual Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Oh, okay. Um, this episode fucked with my head, man. This is kind of one of my most... Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes in that it's...
0: Ah, uh, this is the beta episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so it opens with this like weird... Just montage of uh, Faye at uh, the racetracks. And, you know, she's throwing a bunch of tickets and shit on the ground. And it's just cut to this, like, opera thing, which is kind of, like, a uh, reference back to, like, the whole John Woo juxtaposition thing or whatever. Sure. And then, boom, title card: speak like a child. Um, So it starts off when uh, she gets a... Package,
0: cow- she, so she's out gambling as always. She's oh, on right. the racetrack. She's like, oh, I'll probably give up on the ponies because she's losing again. Yeah. she comes back to the ship, and uh, Jet's like, Hey, you got this package delivered, but it was COD. I had to pay 6,000 Wulan for it, so you got to give me some money before I like you can't. You I'm only giving it to you if you pay me back for the COD charge. At which point, she fucking just takes off, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, she just gets in her ship and flies away. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, is it a collect? Is it from the collection agency? Because she thinks they're still after her for the fucking debts." Yeah. Uh, is it a bomb? What is it? So she's like, "Better just leave." Right. Hold on.
1: There's a very important thing that happens in that scene. Okay. Um, okay. So when that fucking package shows up, Jet is telling the story to Ed. He's telling her about this Japanese yes, fable. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, about uh, Tama Tama.
1: Tamatebako. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so the the fable is about this uh, this person who uh, comes across this turtle being uh, bullied or whatever. <laughs> weird Japanese <laughs> shit. Somebody just bullying a turtle. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. fucking idiot turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy guy uh, defends the turtle, and then it's one of those weird things where the fish starts talking to you, and, oh, I'll grant you a wish or whatever. The turtle rewards this person by uh, giving them a trip to the bottom of the sea to go to this secret, like, underwater kingdom thing. Sea
0: palace, and there's all this food, there's sea yeah. bream and whatever swimming around. And yeah. And halibut. Right. And Spike's like, oh, I haven't had halibut or sea bream. In forever. Again, only gets fuck about eating. Yeah,
1: and so there's this whole underwater kingdom down there, and there's, like, a princess and shit. And uh, the guy spends a day down there, and then comes back when he gets bored. And when he leaves, the underwater kingdom people, like a princess or whatever, gives him this, like, Treasure chest and tells him not to open it, and he comes back up and he realizes all this time's passed. He's been there down there for one day, but yeah. all this fucking time has passed. It really passed like up sixty real years world. has passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is how long, long fate, fate was. was yeah. and, uh, and he gets freaked out. Because this time warp thing happened, and he opens the treasure chest, and what's inside of the treasure chest is the sixty years that passed. Uh, so he rapidly ages and dies, like the sympathy for the devil. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and so that's like a like a, I don't I don't know how common that fucking story, story is in Japan is, or whatever, I, yeah. but it's like. They drop this fucking story in for one second at the beginning of this episode. And right. if you rewatch it, the whole fucking episode is about that one story.
0: Yeah, yeah. The yeah. spaceship
1: that shows up to drop off the package looks like a turtle. And when she's at the uh the races, the uh the thing that they use to um to make the dogs and shit chase.
0: Yeah, yeah, his, his yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a
1: rabbit. Yeah. Right. So there's this tortoise and hare thing going on where she's chasing after the hare, which yeah, is like yeah, the yeah. one that's like, um, you know, the, the whole blessing of the tortoise and yeah, the hare we is don't, don't bet on the hare because right.
0: that's the easy out and you actually need to make a safe bet, right? Um, and I also like how you're gambling-ass thinks that the thinks that the fucking moral of the rabbit and the, of the the turtle, tortoise and the hare is about gambling. <laughs> yeah. The whole lesson is you gotta make a safe bet. That's not <laughs> what that is about at all. It's about slow and steady right. is the way to do things. You don't take the easy way out of the fast life. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> being what he like. No, it's all about you play the odds. You gotta count cards. It's, it's what not, <laughs> it's a pot odds, Chris. Maybe that's why I like Faye
1: so much. I I Maybe
0: I probably because they're I also. Think- a fucking gambling addict I edit.
1: think she might be my favorite
0: character oh I hate her so much yeah. I wrote it down again yeah. at this point when she just flew away she's like it's either a collection agency or a bomb and she just flies away doesn't warn them one bit that oh, she yeah. thinks it might be a bomb you piece of shit <laughs> yeah. yeah I really she fucking gets on my nerves but anyway so this episode is, so Jet uh, they open it, like here's what it is Jet's like we should know, like, we can't open a package because like, I'm not going to – I got to run some tests on it first, see if it is a, whatever, what's inside of it. Spike immediately just – not only just rips it open but, like, puts it to his face. <laughs> He's like the kind of guy that, like, looks down the barrel of a gun to see if it's clocked. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah his, his, like, dumb brutishness is really funny in this episode yeah. it just keeps happening.
0: Oh, so, uh, so many times that I was starting to get annoyed. So they open up the package. It turns out to be uh, what looks like a video cassette. But more specifically, it's a beta cassette. And yeah. we get a little history lesson on beta. Right, right, right. Um, they go to this place. He's like, well, he know, Jet knows a guy that's just into anything from the 90s, right? Right, right. Uh, like 20th century technology. And so that, that
1: guy kind of is a metaphor for the show because the show is into everything from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We go into his uh, weird little he shop. He has a
0: little shop because they're going to sell the tape to him because they're like, yeah. well, make, I'll make my money back on the COD thing by selling the tape. He'll buy anything from the 90s the guys are walking there's just like piles of VCRs everywhere he's watching Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. which is pretty funny <laughs> yeah. but like a weird anime version of Beverly Hills 90210 so they're drawn and it's just like I thought everything would be different when we moved here from <laughs> Iowa well we got it together my twin sister yes my twin brother like it's just really stilted anime speech yeah. but it, like when it pulls out it's like thank you uh Brendan and whatever. Right. I don't know the character's names. I've never Shannon Doherty actually. and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Or, or
1: Brendan. It's
0: Shannon Doherty. Brendan and, Walsh. It's, well, Brendan Walsh is the character's name. Yeah. Oh. Shannon Doherty is the actress's name. But whatever. it says Jason. You see Jason PR uh-huh. and Shannon D, like, apostrophe, and he's kind of blocking the screen um yeah no it's totally 90210 he gives us a lesson on beta and like why beta is actually cooler than beta. this is such a nerd fucking thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh about how it's actually cool better because it's better video quality and like oh the uh, uh fast forward and and uh slow motion was almost artifact free and blah. blah of blah, blah, this whole thing yeah uh they play the tape a little bit first off this is spike being an asshole so spike's smoking right and the guy's like, hey, you can't, what are you, crazy? You can't smoke in here. You don't, you know, smoke messes up electronics. Right. Which, okay, maybe Spike doesn't know that. Maybe Spike doesn't know S- Spike about. Spike
1: also just smokes everywhere.
0: Smokes, but I'll give him this. Maybe Spike doesn't know that 90s electronics can get fucked up by smoke. Yeah. He then goes, oh, sorry, and just puts his cigarette out on one of the VCRs? <laughs> that, you know, is a dick move. Yeah. Like, you have to know that putting your cigarette out on someone's belonging makes you an asshole. Yeah,
1: he doesn't give a
0: fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's it's, a real piece of shit. It's
1: so funny. Uh, yeah, and so then they pop in the beta, and they're watching it, and there's this weird cut to where you can kind of see, like...
0: Yeah, at first it's, like, all POV, so you see, like the camera's moving like someone's walking, you see yeah. kind of feet, but that's it. Uh, then the tracking goes off. There's nice little touches of, like people who had VCRs. He's got to fix the tracking for that to fix, which is like always the thing with VCR tapes. Uh, at, at which point, like, it starts getting. It's like, oh, the tape's messed up. So Spike just starts kicking the VCR. That's yeah. his way to fix. He's like, oh, my ship always works better when I kick it. One, no, it doesn't. I promise you, that's not how you fix anything. Uh, but they're shocked that the guy threw. It. Like, he's a little shocked that the guy threw him out of the fucking his like shop. Yeah of course you did You're kicking the man's belongings After yeah. he puts cigarettes out on them and at one He point, gave you a fucking chance
1: At one point we discover that That's one of the That's one of the two Betamax players There's in, left in the, in the world Yeah 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 and He just kicked the shit out of it Just like what Oh you gotta fix it right Yeah It's a uh, like fucking meathead Pretty messed up But um, the
0: thing is that this tape The last image that they see Is a young Faye. Right yeah yeah So now they're like What the fuck
1: Yeah, and it's almost just out of curiosity. Yeah, uh, well, to me, it's
0: very much Jet's black dog thing, where he's, like, once he sinks his teeth into something, he never lets go. So now he has to, like, he has to know the secret. Right, yeah. Uh, So they find that there's another, one more beta, in this like, the Museum of Electronics on some fucking, on Earth somewhere. Yeah,
1: and this is because they have Ed in her. Ed,
0: yeah, Ed does some fucking computer magic. Yeah. They and find out uh,
1: it's in a, a, a like a underground museum in Japan, you right. know, which Earth is ruined at this point. So everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird Japan's a disaster.
0: Like there's nobody. There. They go there; it's completely abandoned. The buildings are just rubble. Yeah, and they have to like go into this underground world to get. Like, and they go through. It's a lot. They,
1: this episode they, is really self-referential because you've got the guy who is nostalgic, and also they go to Japan, where this is like from. Yeah, It's kind of interesting. There's a lot of, like stories within stories happening here. Um, yeah, so then they go into this crazy you know thing where they have to speed through
0: yeah they i mean it's a lot of climbing, it's a lot of it's a lot of climbing, it's a lot of like shimming along these pipes at one point they're climbing down a uh uh elevator shaft, they're like repelling down the cable of this elevator shaft, the elevator yeah. falls like it's been pinned up here, but it falls, and they have to dive out of the way. It is a lot of work. Just to see what's up with this tape. And I was like, I can't imagine giving enough of a shit about <laughs> Faye at this point because I already hate her and I'm going to risk my life they, multiple times just to see what's on this fucking tape. I don't think they give a fuck. I don't think this is about Faye, though. I think No, it's just, about them knowing what the, they want to know what's on that tape. They just, I just can't imagine giving a weird
1: a lark they're on. Because it's not even... Um, You've dramatic.
0: got a bounty. There's no money to be had.
1: There's no money... It's not uh, – nobody has any, uh, like, huge fucking, you know, uh, white whale to chase. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's uh, – again, the soundtrack always tells us, like, where to go with this. Uh, it's, like, jazz flute playing, but not, like, minor key shit. Just, like, do doo 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 doo
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, yeah,
1: kind yeah. of funny that they're going through this thing. That scene, uh, annoyed, like, uh, messed with me a little bit in the sense – you know, you have the thing where you, you have to hold your breath and then – Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I have
0: a fue- heights thing, oh, so it's just, word. like – Going there's a lot of that they're like sliding down these pipes and shit yeah stress me out well here's another problem i have with this right so they get to the bottom there's a bunch of vcrs and they go, well which one do you take oh uh, well we'll take this one i guess and they both he spiked lee's carrying a vcr and jet lee's carrying a television uh they've got them wrapped in bags like so keep getting wet because there's a lot of water and i gotta swim and shit yeah um there is all right for starters there 's absolutely no way they would have been able to climb back up through all the shit they climbed down <laughs> yeah. period they just oh, can 't yeah. do it oh, okay. there 's literal gaps in the way that they could climb that they can 't they fall a bunch there 's no way they can climb that falls also uh, they certainly can 't do it holding a fucking television over their head, <laughs> uh, which is how jet leaves that room yeah. but they, they, and there 's no shot of that. they just cut to them back on bebop like uh-huh. that that 's like just lazy to me what? I get that like it 's one of those moments of don 't look too close or it won't ever make sense, but, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: it's this. I, I think that's why... Uh, it's a good example of how this show sometimes is, like, way more uh, thematic than it is, like... That sometimes it just throws the plot out because uh, they went to an underwater kingdom, Chris. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Think yeah, about yeah. it, man. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Uh, in order to get... Oh, uh, we got a dog attack. <laughs> uh, ho- ho- bear with me. All right, that brings us to session nineteen. Wild horses, wild horses. <laughs> I forgot that it was. I do
1: that part. Uh, yeah, wild horses. Of course, the Rolling Stones song. Yes. Um, this episode starts off with uh, uh, Spike is going to his old mechanic to get the uh, his 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 ship, the Swordfish, worked on, and uh, and then at the same time. Jet and Faye are fucking with the space pirates, right? Because they like uh, they were chasing them, and then they got into a huge.
0: Can trip. we go back to one thing in the previous episode that kind of, an, or, or no? It's a it's a combination of the previous episode and this episode. Sure. They know nothing about Beta and VHS, right? Right. But Ed knows old timey pirate talk. <laughs> At one point, Jet says like, "Oh, we got to get these pirates," and Ed's like, "Ah, we got to tar heal them to the keyhole, matey, or whatever the fuck." And it's like, can we figure out one like consistent? Thing well, there's an, another annoying thing that happens later in this episode where Jet references a it says something about there's a computer virus mm-hmm. and uh, Faye is like talking to Spike on the phone about it and she's like yeah he's dealing with some bacteria or something and she's like he's like a virus what what are you my grandmother it's two, it's like two right. thousand and seventy something right you're gonna tell me they don't know like that's <laughs> not a the computer viruses aren't a common the thing that everyone knows well yeah
1: I mean the explanation would be Faye is from the past but she's from but now. she's
0: from now now yeah. like. She's <laughs> been around she's from now enough that so she can fly a fucking spaceship.
1: Right, right, right. Um well Ed knows shit though. Ed Ed was the one who went like beta beta
0: beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just
1: don't listen to her. Fair it's enough. The, the, that's the, true. But there's a, you're right there also is just weird shit where like, oh, you know all this shit about Charlie Parker and jazz and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You heard of heavy
1: metal in your life like Yeah, it,
0: there, it's it's weird gaps in people's knowledge that's just a little odd. Yeah, sure. Uh that's a thing I so there worry too there's, much about I don't know i did this episode was maybe my least favorite of really? the show so far. I wasn't huge into the storyline there's not really much of interest happening at all
1: it's 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 a basic fucking uh action jazz episode for sure uh, um I didn't like it that much until I started reading up on it okay
0: so so they're looking for these pirates while he's on another planet getting his uh ship fixed and it's called the, by the way it's, his ship is called the swordfish which we'll find right. out later. Yeah. Um, uh it's
1: been referenced a few times. Sure. Uh Jet J- Spike's ship is called the swordfish, uh Jet's the hammerhead and uh Faze is the redtail. They all mm. have this weird
0: They're all fish-based. Yeah. Uh while they go they go after these pirates one of the pirates launches like what looks like one of like the grappling hook thing that uh Jet has on his ship. Right. Into the side of phase ship, but they're able to then hack all the phase controls, and phase starts like making phase start shoot at jet and yada yada. I have a little. It's sci-fi. I know it's a dumb (laughs) nitpicky thing to say, but like. You can just shoot anywhere into the hull of that ship and right. then the control, like, take over everything. Yeah, like that's not even like <laughs> at least have to go like, oh, I got to shoot at the mainframe or the whatever. It's just the side of the fucking ship. That's just a piece of metal.
1: Like, yeah, my gripe was like, uh, if you can take over the ship, why you, doesn't just Wi-Fi exist? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> why do you need a grappling? Valid hook to point. Do it? There's yeah. also another moment. Just, this is an episode where like the the sort of technical mumbo jumbo doesn't really add up. Yeah, uh, and it just seems kind of lazy. There's a moment where Jet says, like, if they're using that hook to hack into our ship, then that means they haven't made an antivirus. Why does it mean that? That doesn't make any... What? You're just saying those two sentences that have nothing to do with each other. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, The idea ends up being that they're going to use the virus back against them, I guess. Right. Um, But there's a whole thing where, like, they have to turn off the computers and use manual controls again, because that way the virus can't like affect. They have like a, a box that's going to use the satellite uplink. That's like radio waves or whatever. Uh Um, the old guy on the planet's assistant miles, who's also black, but Japanese. I don't (laughs) fucking know race is so weird in the show. I'm starting to think that we're supposed to believe that the racial reassignment surgery that that dude had like the big, very (laughs) beginning is just super widespread because it's the only thing that makes sense that like I can't tell anybody's race from anything and I think that's supposed to be, like intentional I, I, I have a faith in this show that everything is a decision like everything they do is intentional oh, yeah. so for that to be such a weird thing that like I don't know what anything's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be kind of a point that in the future who the def- race is like not even sure. a thing
1: yeah maybe totally uh, I mean th- the thing is there are there are a lot of black characters in the show there's not a lot but there's a few and yeah. They're either like.
0: They're either black as fuck, like those exploitation guys. Right. And or the, maybe Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And like some of the prisoners on the Con Air episode were like, you know, really like, real thuggy and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the Jackie Childs guy and the fucking. And then this kid who's like, I like baseball. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listening to baseball games. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, he's listening to baseball games. He's a big Blue Sox fan. He's. Okay, so
1: we got. We got. We got. We got. Spike hanging out, getting his ship worked on because he's fucked it up a bunch by this guy Duhan. Right. Duhon is last name of James Montgomery Duhon, who played Scotty on Star Trek. I'm not a big Star Trek, nerd, sure. So not really, I didn't get that entirely, but this is all Star Trek references. Right. His assistant, the weird black kid, that loves baseball. His name is Miles. Miles O'Brien is a guy who was on Deep Space Nine. played put this played the same like role. Role was on
0: the that ship. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. ship.
1: And then there's another guy they work with named Reggie, and there's a Reginald Barclay from Voyager or whatever. Um, Miles is obsessed with baseball, and he listens to it on, like, terrestrial radio.
0: Radio, essentially. But it's ra- it, the radio is connected to the satellites. Yeah. Like, the they in the first Ed episode, they're like, oh, these guys are hacking these satellites. It, yeah. That's what the radio is sort of bounced off of. Yeah, That totally. comes into play later. When they the Miles and duhan or whatever overhear like Spike and them fighting the space pirates,
1: right? Yeah, uh, so that. Uh, but but it's interesting because it's like a, a cur- like a future version of an old timey technology. Sure, this episode is like kind of an example of how this show is obsessed with the twentieth century and like uh, repurposing old shit. And specifically, they 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 jam on like technology here. Because, uh, like...
0: Well, there's a big reveal at the end. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the whole time, Dohan's working on something, uh-huh. and he keeps sending Miles out, I need this part, I need that part, oh, that part's too rare, order it from this guy, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But they never show really what it is you get, you get glimpses there's a giant wheel like it looks like a like a landing gear on a plane or something yeah, yeah. so you see these little bits and pieces but you don't really see what he's working on they also get into an argument
1: when they're working on spike ship where they're like uh where the young kid the new kid miles is like we should soup it up with all these new parts and shit and like do hands like this wise old mechanic and he's like no like you either control this ship or it controls you and uh his thing is he's like you have to make it retrofitted and like be the thing it's supposed to be because it has a relationship with spike and they know how to run each other. Right. And that's like, um, a, just a connection to the idea that like this show kind of fetishizes like the 20th century mm-hmm. in a way where it repurposes it all. um, also, baseball is, like, from, sure, you know, the past. this time.
0: Yeah, well, also the past. The past, yeah. No one fucking cares about baseball
1: anymore. Yeah, it was <laughs> big and invented in, like yeah,
0: the yeah, yeah. early 20th
1: century sure. or whatever. So that's uh, why you get this whole Blue Sox thing going on, where, like, that's clearly, um, yeah, yeah, the you Blue know, Jays and, Red yeah. Sox thing. Yeah. Um, the pirates that were fighting on the other, other side of the, the other part of this episode are named George Harmon and Ruth, which is Babe Ruth's Ruth. yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. name. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like clearly delivered. I did
0: not get that so you just said it, but I got it what you said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so they're fighting them and there's a whole thing where Spike has to go now in the in the swordfish without the computers on once they hit him with the, the thing he's he managed to avoid I actually like that part of this, this chase sequence where he's flying and he's avoiding all these grappling hooks that are being shot at them. And then one of the guys like kind of laughs and opens up this panel on this, like along the side of the ship. And there's like just a hundred of those grappling hooks. And they just <laughs> yeah. all fly at him at once. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then Spike managed to avoid all but one, like most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually he gets hit one. That means he has to turn the computers off and, uh, and somehow using that box that's supposed to connect to the satellite waves is going to send the virus back into the pirate ship, and they lose control of their ship. The pirates lose control of their ship, and they're like going to crash back into the atmosphere or something. I, I the, the the technical mumbo jumbo of this episode doesn't add up, and kind of loses me in point.
1: Okay, in parts. Uh, well I, I I think I can help you with some of that. Uh... I I, I just want to say this I do like that they get their asses kicked by these pirates here sure this show is a really good way of like tweaking uh, the idea that you have that like oh Spike is invincible and they're all fucking kick ass all the time Spike's
0: mostly invincible though
1: but they do hit him with a few things that are like you actually watch it and it takes you out of that and you go oh fuck this is really happening or whatever Uh, so basically what's going on here is that they're dogfighting with these ships and they keep getting fucked up and they try to come back at them a uh, second time, and it's not really working that well. Right. And uh, so, you know, they eventually get it to where I think the
0: pirates, like, fly off or whatever. Yeah, they're supposed – the pirates are going to be cra- – like, they've lost – they're they're in Earth's orbit, yeah. and they've lost control of the ship. So they're going to end up being pulled into, like, yeah. the – and burn up on, on – like, they're going to burn up and re-entering Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, uh, so that kind of goes there, but then Spike is now stuck in the orbit,
1: right? Because he got too far away from Bebop, from Bebop, and he can't. He's like run out of fuel or something, so he can't get back. Yeah,
0: he's at. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to get back. So Jet has to come get him. And at one point, Spike's just like to Jet. Like, Sp- Jet's like, it's going to be like six hours, just hang tight. And then Spike notices something in his ship that I'm not sure what it is. He's out of fuel, something happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, and
0: he tells Jet, like, hey, you know, I got some whiskey behind the thing. Why don't you just go grab some? Right. Which is him going, I'm going to die, so stop. Waste- don't waste your time. Yeah, exactly. He lights up with one of his janky-ass cigarettes. Total
1: cowboy shit. Dizzy Gillespie cigarette, by the way. That happens in this episode a bunch. Okay. It's happened throughout. The- I kind of missed the notes, but it yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. happening. He's- he always has a broken-ass cigarette. Uh, so he's, uh, yeah, he's telling... Uh, the He's Bebop, telling jets like, like don't worry, I'm,
0: don't come. I'm dead. I'm not. worry do not come i am i am going to make it. I'm gonna, not gonna make
1: it. I'm gonna die. Cowboy shit, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the Bebop can't come back into orbit
0: that fast enough to get grab them.
1: Yeah. It'll they'll both get sucked into it. Uh, so he start. So then he gets a random phone call from Duhan. Who's well? Like, it's
0: not random. They've been listening. Oh yeah, not random. Yeah. Miles but, and Miles has been listening to all of this over the satellites that he listens to the radio on because right. that's how they've been communicating without having their computers. They've been hacking right, the satellites. Right. So he's been listening to the radio to the baseball game, but overhearing this whole battle. Yeah. Then he runs into Doohan and is like, Duhan, Spike needs help. He's fucking right, strapped right. up there.
1: Also, Miles is driving a Sherman tank from World War I.
0: <laughs> I it, did not notice that. this episode. Uh, uh, so so Duhan is then like going to come to the rescue, and in the most, uh, like, not obvious, because I actually was like, oh, fuck, that's a really good reveal. But in, like, the most, like, perfect use of old technology to save him, he unveils that the thing he's been working on this whole time is the fucking space shuttle. Yeah,
1: it's the space shuttle Columbia. Yeah, yeah,
0: which blew up. Blew up after this show came out. So this
1: episode didn't get aired when they first... Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, super weird because, like, the whole referential thing splinters off kind of. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that one at all. This is a... This is an episode that exists in a future that would exist if the Columbia hadn't blown up.
0: Right, 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 right. Now it's anachronistic. It yeah, 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 yeah. It wouldn't work. It, yeah, the because pl- yeah, no yeah, fucking, yeah, for sure. Uh, so he Columbia. shows up. But, they, and here's to, but I will say this. They have the space shuttle. And Doohan's whole thing is like, we have to make it what it was. It has to be. Like what the ship was intended to be, yeah, totally. it's got a bunch of new rockets on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's got a bunch of new rockets on it. So yeah. That's the only way to go. It doesn't have like the giant fucking what we know of the space shuttle right. with that giant that fuel thing that, thing that that falls off, off and shit. It Doesn't yeah. have any of that. It's just got a bunch of fucking rockets on it. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Good point. But they 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 managed to get into space and time to
1: they, they get into space. Uh, by telling Spike, you have to maintain a certain angle, right? Because uh, otherwise, you gotta your nose goes down too far. Yeah. You're gonna fucking crash into the. Yeah, uh, you need to maintain
0: a certain angle and then decelerate, yeah. because that's gonna basically do the Armageddon whip around move right. and shoot you in time. Is it?
1: Spike accomplishes that by scratching a little marker thing on, on the, the window. Yeah, in the glass. That's from reality. What? Fucking guy, this guy Gordon Cooper, this uh, uh, who flew the Mercury program, uh-huh. had to do that in real
0: life. Get the fuck out. It's fucking real. That's, I couldn't believe it. Jesus. I don't know why it's not a fucking story. Yeah, how is that not <laughs> every fucking space story? Yeah. Like. I've never even heard of Gordon Cooper. Yeah, I only know fucking Lance Armstrong, not Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first man, the ride a bicycle on the moon, oh. uh- <laughs> one
1: testicle for. Uh- yeah, <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so he, yeah, because I was seeing, I watched him do. He like scat- he like scratches like. Like a not a grid, but like a like a like a crosshairs kind yeah, of like a thing a on the on the yeah, on the yeah. in, on the inside of the windshield yeah, dude. and he's using that to know like he's got lower six degrees and he uses that like hash marks to do that, yeah uh, and I was like okay, like that's I was fine with that being a thing. A device i'm like okay that's cool but knowing that actually fucking happened that is a whole other thing actually fucking happened yeah dude. that's crazy uh,
1: and so then he gets uh he's able to uh kind of break the wings off his ship and land
0: and land you know, inside the space shuttle inside the
1: space shuttle and then there's this interesting that ha- thing that happens where the episode cuts
0: out a scene well what happens is that they're like uh we have a problem half of the like heat resistant tiles fell off So and the and like all the temperatures rising on the ship, so we may not make it through fucking reentry. Yeah. And then the next thing is just a still like a shot of a wall of like photos and old patches and shit of the old guys. Yeah. And one of those photos is the three of them standing next to the crash-landed space shuttle.
1: Right, and that, that wall had been kind of seen in, like, background shots earlier. It's just the wall in Doohan's office where he has just a bunch of shit of, like, uh, old photos of him and Spike hanging out when right. they both were friends and shit. And uh, and it's a fucking uh, Polaroid photograph, man. Yeah, old yeah,
0: technology. yeah, yeah, old technology. And yeah. there's also a moment where we find out there uh, that Doohan gave Spike the swordfish. Yeah. Uh, and it's just said in the throwaway line, but it's just another example of them sort of revealing interesting little bits of information about the past in these throwaway lines that you kind of could have gone. Like, if you weren't paying attention, that's just going to go right. away. But it's an interesting fact to know where he got that ship because yeah. he's a guy who doesn't have any fucking money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, So that was, I I, I like this episode. Oh, like, this pirate storyline just didn't grab me at all. Yeah. I like Duhan. And that shit, but the yeah, pirate yeah. part I just like was not interested in. Yeah, it was all right. One of my favorite. I
1: liked it definitely a lot more after like reading up on all this crazy
0: shit. Yeah, I mean that Gordon Cooper thing puts sings in perspective. That blew but, my like, mind. I was like, wow. Um That being said, that brings us to session twenty. This is which the is,
1: craziest fucking thing ever.
0: <laughs> it's my favorite episode of this show so far. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird and yeah. creepy. Uh I like it's yeah. I, all right, so let's just get into right. it. <laughs> Uh, It opens with this guy who's like a fat, evil Mary
1: Poppins. Let's go back even further one step. If you watched the coming attractions from the previous episode. I did not, so thank you. Okay, so most most of the coming attractions are just like, Oh, hey, what's up? going uh, Here's some weird shit about the next episode. Coming attractions is this character. It's just shots of this episode, and he's just maniacally laughing for 30 seconds. Then he goes, next episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's completely fucking insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it opens with this guy and he's like in a weird, suit. So he almost looks like the penguin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like flying, yeah. fly floating. Yeah. He's like, he's like a balloon. That's just sort of bouncing from <laughs> thing to thing. It's like, I feel like he, he like flies off in a direction until he hits like a building and then he flies off in the other direction. He's just sort of bouncing around yeah. real weird. The, there's like these other guys getting out of a car, and they look like security. They're all taking out guns. There's like another guy with them, and then he he lands next to them, and he says, "I've traveled all this way to take your life." In the in a very anime fucking like delivery, sure. Uh, and he fucking murders all of them Boy. with this cane gun. He just murders the shit. But out. like it's it's the it's one of the better like sh- gun chase sh- gun scenes, like shootout scenes in this in the in the run of the show. Because, like, not only is he shooting the security guards, he's continuing to shoot, like, one part on this vehicle, because clearly the vehicle's been, like, bulletproofed, but he's shooting this one place over and over and over to get through the bulletproofing, because eventually, because bulletproofing only with, can withstand so much, and eventually it will give out. Yeah. It's bullet-resistant, not bulletproof. So he eventually, get, like, kills everybody, and he's continuing to shoot this one spot until so he can kill the guy inside the car, which yeah. you see that guy's fucking brains blow out. Uh and then Spike's just hanging out there. Spike's hanging out. Uh, just, it's so weird. Like, he just, he, like, that all happens, and it's a massive slaughter. He kills eight, nine people. Yeah. And then Spike just, like, steps out of a shadow and lights a cigarette.
1: Yeah. So there's and it's a, not
0: shown that that Spike is, like, chasing him as a bounty or anything. No. He's just there. Well,
1: he randomly meets him. There's yeah. a lot going on here. All right. So, first of all, uh, I just want to say, like, the first time I watched this show, this episode stuck out, because I kind of got some of the references and other shit. And I watched this, and I was like, this is the most fucking insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, what are they talking very about? very creepy. I, I just... And I liked it, because I was just like, oh, I thought they just created this insane character. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are roots to this shit. Okay. Um, the other thing I think is going on, that's very interesting, is that uh, it's really dark, and there's no fucking music in this episode except for weird, like, John Carpenter horror music.
0: Yeah, and, like, carnival music. <clears throat> and carnival
1: music. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, some weird techno shit during one thing. But it's, like, very deliberate... Uh they, they this is not a fun episode. This is a horror episode.
0: They, yeah, very much so. It's creepy as shit.
1: They went horror for one episode. Uh so Spike is hanging out in this pool hall, and the pool hall has a French name. It's like a lot academia or some shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: That oh, and the is, name of this episode <clears throat> session of this session Get it is, right is uh La <laughs> Pierre something, what is it?
1: Pierre Le Fou yeah, yeah. which is the name of a Godard French New Wave cinema film. Okay. It's, Film is not about a man in a top hat that murders. people <laughs> It's just a disjointed, fucking psychotic uh, direction-wise movie about actually a pretty normal story, just right. dramatically about some two people traveling around and, and whatever love and relationships and shit. Um, if you watch it, though, you can kind of get where they maybe, maybe th- made that reference because sure. it's French New Wave cinema is confusing, hot <laughs> up, yeah, yeah, and uh, fucking weird, and that so is this character, right? There's actually like in between the commercial breaks, we get to they flash some of those those messages about the manifesto. Yeah, bop, yeah, yeah. And this one, they're cut up like as if a, like a serial killer made,
0: made them. them like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut out a newspaper. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that's actually a good reference to why this is. Uh, you know, uh, this is about cutting these references up and making them into a new thing.
0: He at so, one yeah at one point, so like he sees Jet or he sees Spike. And they immediately just start shooting it. Like it's on. Spike's like, hey boy. Or uh, the uh fucking the guy whose name turns out to be Mad Dog Poirot, uh, I think. Tong Poo something. Whatever. Yeah. Uh well Tongpoo is like the fucking uh Well, we'll get to that. But yeah. the the guy's name is Mad Dog something. Oh bro. it's Mad Pierre. Mad Pierre. Yeah. Uh looks at Spike and he's like, hey boy. And then you just starts shooting at him. So there's this massive fucking awesome shootout. Yeah, uh, It's actually really cool. Spike manages to hit him twice in the chest, but then, like... There's some sparks, and the bullets fall to the ground. Hey, he's like bullet and I'm like, is somebody? this guy a robot? I, I really, for the majority of this episode, thought he was some kind of robot. Sure. Because that would explain why he's able to just take bullets, fly around and shit. And that would make perfect sense. He's not a robot. And there's intense cuts to like, his eyeball. Well, yeah, yeah. That. A lot of this, him sort of staring and laughing, gritting yeah. his teeth. And that could easily be a thing where,
1: oh, you look deeper into the
0: eyeball. Yeah, yeah. He is try. not a robot. Yeah. Uh, but Spike, like, takes a knife at one point to the leg. Uh, he fucking, at one point, the, the the bad guy's, like, laughing at him. And then he just opens up his coat. And it's just, like, <laughs> the biggest arsenal you've ever seen. And the guy's just, He's <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. laughing. And he's just got grenades and rocket launchers and fucking crazy shotguns and shit. Uh, Spike, Spike gets his ass kicked. Yeah. That floating ass kicking. <laughs> yeah. At one point, the guy, like, they're, like, shooting at each other, shooting at each other. Um, the guy gets close to enough to Spike to hit him, which knocks him up in the air. But this guy can float. So he's just floating in the air, spinning in a circle, just kicking the shit out of Spike, <laughs> which is keeping Spike up in the air. Yeah. and just getting kicked and kicked and kicked and eventually falls to the ground. It's he's a rid- fucked up. ridiculous cartoonish. But it looks awesome. Awesome, because it's just, like, in shadow. You just see, like, the silhouette of them doing that. It's fucking
1: really cool. This episode accomplishes something that is unique to this episode, maybe, of anything I've ever watched, which is terrifying and hilarious at the same fucking
0: time. It's
1: so funny how fucking weird he is. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't even want to even d- destroy it by explaining what he is, but sometimes when we'll you, get to it. Yeah, well, well, but beyond that, here's what he is like. Oh, write, the reference. Wise. Okay, that flying shit I think is from Dune. Remember Baron Harkonnen? Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but the animation team that worked on this show also worked on Batman the Animated Series. That makes and fucking and sense. That's was, why he
0: looks so much like the goddamn Penguin. Yeah,
1: and so there's an episode in Batman the Animated Series where they have a big shootout between a Batman and the Joker that takes place in an amusement park.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah And so he is literally a mashup Of the Penguin and the Joker Wow In like Oh, you got the insanity thing from think, Joker, Yeah, 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 yeah. The weird fat, weird, hat bl- yeah, yeah,
0: from, from Penguin.
1: From the Penguin, and the reason I think that, uh, that 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 is, like, really fucking literal is because there's a few other things in this episode that are literal mashups of two things at the same time, which uh-huh. we'll get to in a minute when we and get
0: And then also, is that why Ed is just starting to be, uh Jimmy two times from Goodfellas for no reason? <laughs> Out of nowhere, she just starts saying things twice. Yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> Some weird male came,
1: came, for Bebop Bebop. And then yeah, yeah, Faye's yeah, Just looking at, her. she's got a computer on, her head. She's <laughs> walking around computer on her head, and everyone's like, "What? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. It just, doesn't make any sense. We just have to put up with her. She's doing that weird flailing arm thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So that might be. So Spike gets his ass kicked. To the point where he's in, like, he looks like he did after the first meeting with Vicious when he fell out that window. Like, he's right. wrapped up in fucking bandages again. He's laid out on the couch. It's very reminiscent of that scene. He wakes up to see Faye standing over him. It's very reminiscent of that scene. Yeah. And Faye, of course, being the cunt that Faye is, is like, oh, well, too bad, and drops an orange peel on his head I was and walks the fucking
1: way. when we were going to start calling her a cunt, because she is. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh,
1: so then, okay, so, so Spike's all out of commission and, and banged up and shit, and uh, like Jet gets a, a phone
0: call? Jet gets a phone call, and he goes to talk to some guy. Uh, one of his cop. Buddies. One of his old cop buddies who tells him about this assassin named Mad Dog or Mad Pierre or whatever his name is, who's like, no one's ever seen his face has ever lived. They say he arrives with a smile and leaves with a smile. He's killed all these people, yada, yada. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to... I don't want to get involved in this. He says to Jet at one point, he's like, "You're always in trouble, and anybody close to you gets dragged into your bullshit." Like, he's like, "I don't want any part." Like he, like the cop buddy who's giving this information is clearly scared of fucking Mad Pierre. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: because he's like a fucking crazy
0: murderer. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: invincible fucking murderer. Oh, and that's that's uh, that happens right before. Ed gets the email. The eventual reveal, like a, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, th- this, this crazy penguin guy has emailed <laughs>
0: yeah. Bob yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, invited
1: yeah. Spike to come fight, basically. Uh, and then they were trying to keep it away from him, like, don't fucking tell him because you know he'll go, and then he kind of, like, it's one of those things where he's standing there in the Standing scene the behind
0: him, and he's like, yeah, what, don't tell me what? Like, that yeah. kind of shit.
1: Yeah, 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 and so he fucking does it, even though he's, like, still banged he's up. He's still
0: banged shit. the fuck up from that beatdown, for sure. Yeah. He's, still, he's still wearing the bandages when he says, when he appears behind them. Yeah. Uh, Jet has Ed hack into the police database and look up this Tong Poo, uh, well, He tells him to look up like like section thirteen or something like that. Yeah. And he's like uh, he's like most people to most people section thirteen doesn't even exist. Uh, and he tells him to look up Tong Poo and eventually hacks into the system. And his hacking is shown with like emojis. <laughs> like his hacking is just like this. They'll say like enter access code and you just see a bunch of like smiley faces and weird shapes. And it's like access code refused. And eventually, like they get bigger and angrier the faces. Yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah. he gets in. Which we then reveal. The fucking creepiest thing I've ever seen, which is this guy's backstory, told in mostly no dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was like a Jason Bourne esque villain, or he's J- he's basically a guy that was being like made to be a super assassin, right? Right, and it's like just being tortured. There's one thing that we missed mentioning in the beginning in the first fight scene oh, is that right. part of the way through that fight scene the bad guy uh, Mad Pierre sees a cat and freaks the fuck out. He's right. like ah, right. it's just trying to shoot. It's of this
1: unexplained cat. and it's easy to miss because you're going what the fuck is it's happening? Yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. time you're watching. But that so. does
0: happen. Yeah. Uh, flat cut back to the flashback. And there's a cat in the lab where right. he's be and just look it's just a cat just looking at him. And not The cat's fucking...
1: got two different colored eyes.
0: Oh I did not notice that yeah, at all. Yeah, the cat's got two different colored oh, eyes. Oh fuck, now that makes sense. That's why fucking Matt Pierre's been so fixated on Spike. Oh yeah. fuck, that's yeah. awesome. I know. I didn't right? I didn't meet I, I didn't catch that one bit. That's badass. Yeah. I kinda liked that it was just a weird thing that he was just like, Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy and he saw my face, so he has to die. Right. But I like that there's like even more backstory to it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then I'll come back in a second. But uh but yeah, so they've been training this guy to be the super assassin, he's running these treadmills and shit. There's yeah,
0: just... but then he's also like like uh got like fucking clockwork orange fucking shit in his eyes, uh-huh. he's like weird electrodes in his head and shit.
1: And there's just weird bassy techno playing. It's the only music you really get yeah, until yeah, the yeah. carnival thing happens. Uh yeah and and then apparently something went wrong when they were fucking overdriving his
0: brain and right. it
1: caused me to regress back to like being a fucking child basically yeah.
0: But then also the other thing that went wrong is he started to like killing. Uh-huh. So now he's just an invincible, murderous child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which well, is he... the scary... Like, at one point, Jet's like, that's the scariest thing because if you think about it, there's nothing more cruel than a child. Yeah. Uh, and there isn't because they don't have... They do not learned empathy yet, so they don't know whatever. So he's just this, like, constantly laughing, fucking screaming, murdering lunatic yeah. that can fly. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's a fucking nightmare ball. He never explains why he can fly. No, they never want... <laughs> they don't explain why he can fly. They don't explain why bullets bounce off of him. They don't explain why he has a tuxedo. Yeah, but that to me is just he wants to look cool. Like <laughs> you know, at some point, he just wants to look cool. I took it as his tuxedo is bulletproof. Like, yeah, maybe. You need him to have a bulletproof tuxedo. I guess that could be it. No, that at least explains helpful. the bulletproof. Because it's not even just bulletproof. It's not like a vest. Like it, bullets come to it, then there's a bunch of sparks, and then the oh, bullets fall to the ground. Right, it's right. more than just like. Yeah. A, a, that's kind of why I thought he was a robot, was the sparks. But, sure. Uh. So, they, so basically, he uh, that email invited Spike to this place called SpaceLand for a yeah. party, which is basically just going to be the showdown. And SpaceLand, it's called SpaceLand GoGo, and it's this creepy amusement park <laughs> that a, like, like, apparently he invited them to a haunted amusement park yeah. uh it's like an abandoned amusement park that still runs fine yeah, yeah. because like all the rides are working there's all these robot animals walking yeah. around going hey buddy and yeah. like trying to kill you so it's fucking weird
1: my favorite one of those animals is and this is why i think it's a fucking dir- he's a direct mashup of the penguin and the joker is because one of the animals that walks up to him is a direct mashup of donald duck and goofy yeah 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 not all disney characters too right, right. just was one thing where it's just a binary thing and the thing is all like hey how's it going
0: he's like shooting see, it yeah, yeah 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 fucking face is flying apart it's like let's be friends, friends. Yeah, yeah there's also at <laughs> one point they're like there's this crazy shootout and the shootout's awesome this is one of the better one of the best action sequences that they've done in a very long time yeah uh because it's so chaotic. Because like this guy can fly, and he's bouncing all over place. It Doesn't make any fucking sense. But he uh, eventually he fucking he he uh, he runs. Spike runs off into this other room, and there's this little robot hologram going, "You can't be in here. It's not safe. It's not safe. Please go outside. Let's go outside. It's not safe." Yeah. Uh, and he's on like it's like an ice world, and then all these fucking giant penguins come sliding down this ice at him at like fucking breakneck speed uh one of which the fucking mad pierre is like riding and shooting at him and laughing right, like right, a lunatic right, and he's got to die of all these penguins penguins a little fucking obvious like you know sure, what i mean sure, not sure. obvious like i like it but like okay that's a reference obviously well, that
1: makes that reference really yeah, obvious. Yeah. uh the, pierre lefou i forgot that the godard film that yeah. literally translates to requiem for a clown
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay well that makes sense he's now scary clown yeah this yeah thing. For sure uh, and he's literally just screaming. Uh, at one point uh, there's a robot cat that shows up and he freaks the fuck out because he can't see cats anymore. Right, and uh, Spike
1: doesn't even notice
0: that. Spike doesn't notice that one
1: which is, bit. Which is, this is a horror trope too, like figuring out the fucking origin story and the one silver bullet that it yeah, takes yeah, to yeah, kill yeah. the monster. Sure. Uh, usually that's how that story goes down, but Spike doesn't even figure it out. The only people that actually know it, kind of, are like us, the audience. Because, right. Because like, Jet and, and Ed have kind of figured it out at this point, but they don't even
0: get the information to him in time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. an interesting play on just, like, the whole Jason Voorhees. Yeah,
0: they they tell thing. you, like, we get it. We know all the information, but Spike doesn't. And at one point, he's like, he says, you know, that's, he's like, Jet's like, he's regressed to the point of a child, uh, and there's nothing worse than a, a, you know, there's nothing more cruel than a child. Yeah. Spike then, at that moment, not knowing any of that, has a knife in his back that he throws... And it stabs the the bad, mad Pierre on the leg, and then Matt Pierre acts like you know when a child gets like knocks its head or gets hurt, and then like there's a pause and then it just starts screaming. that's how he beats like he gets one knife into him, and then Matt Pierre' like, "Yeah." Ah! just like starts screaming and falls over and crying like crying for his mom not saying mom but like yeah, yeah. it's like a baby crying for his mom yeah. and it just like he's just rocking back and forth crying and then there's a parade of <laughs> fucking animal robots <laughs> that just step on that one shit. of them just step like one of them's big enough that it can- like he's a he's the size of a grown man yeah, yeah, this yeah. this monster and the, th- the-, this- the bad guy Matt Pierre and the robot is big enough that his foot more than encompasses this guy's body.
1: Uh, okay, so I don't know if you, maybe you didn't catch this. Uh, the thing about this fight scene right at the end there is that Spike is out of bullets. Yeah. Out of everything, he's got that one knife, knife left. Yeah. And he looks at Mad Pierre, and there's a glint in his eyes. Where Matt Pierre oh, yeah. sees Spike's eyes that are different colors. Oh, oh, I did not catch that at all. And that's what throws him off for like uh, half a second. A second. When he gets, the, allows the biggest, it to gets, gets that. allows him to him with that fucking
0: knife. Yeah, yeah. And then, I did not catch that one bit.
1: Yeah, that's that was the reference to the cat with the two different colored eyes. Right, right, right. Um, And then he's able to get in uh, uh, that fucking knife in, which I thought was really interesting because, like, you know, bull- you can't get bullets through the thing or whatever, but, like, the knife yeah, hitting yeah. him is like... It's like the first time he's ever been hit by anything?
0: Think, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just completely freaked out by the concept of pain. Like, he's never experienced He yeah, doesn't it know what's happening. Yeah, never fucking happened. Yeah, he's yeah. a baby brain in this weird psycho murderer body. And also, can we just address that amusement parks in general are just five degrees away from creepy? Like, there was always <laughs> a fucking creepy place. That music is creepy. Oh, yeah. That's why Tom Waits can make carnival music just uh-huh. sound weird because it already is weird.
1: Well, like Especially at night. Like, they did a great job of doing all these still shots. Yeah, of just, yeah, like, yeah Weird, weird neon and, rides and just weird animals and stuff yeah, yeah dead yeah. you know not full of electricity and stuff um and then that that crazy carnival music kicked in which is like you know you're not breaking any ground by saying carnival music is creepy, it's creepy
0: but well, it's, it's fucking, fucking creepy For it works shit. yeah yeah exactly yeah uh Anything else? I think that's it for this episode. I did. I really liked this episode. This was (laughs) one of my more. This is definitely my favorite standalone episode, for certain. Um, And I'll put it up there with like the the initial vicious episode or callback that I liked a lot um no i
1: love this episode it just it makes me laugh and freak out at the same time yeah it's pretty fucking
0: awesome yeah uh well that's it for this week uh at feral jokes on twitter for jake flores and instagram and all that shit facebook whatever uh humors is the album on itunes right uh i am chris cubis at, at chris cubis on twitter and facebook and if you like us Again, iTunes, please. Ratings and reviews are pretty awesome to us, so that would be great. And uh, again, you can listen on Stitcher. If you got Stitcher, check it out on Stitcher. That's a cool app. Uh, Listen to the next three episodes, because we're going to go back to three episodes per for the last two episodes, and we will be doing the movie as a bonus app, so watch the movie. It's supposed to be episode 23 and a half, and we will talk to you later. I to make
1: kuni wa